Jeff Lagerman, Kevin Favor, and Kirk Waltz. Good morning and welcome to Hunt Life Outdoor Show. I'm Jeff Lagerman and uh, we're all here this morning and it's soon to be not the case. Oh. It's, uh, no, I'll, I'll just, just hold, give me a second, Jeff. What? Uh, what? I, I'm, I'm looking at the... Uh, give me a second. Yeah, get, <laughs> give, give, give me a second. Just, oh, no, no, I'm looking at the uh, weather forecast. For, uh, which for, state? For, for Maxwell, Nebraska. Oh, are you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's your first stop, right? Yeah, that's my first stop. Yeah, dude, check this out. Uh, it's supposed to be breezy on Tuesday, which means there's a cold front coming through. Uh-huh. And then Wednesday, mostly clear and calm. Lows in the lower 30s, highs in the mid-50s. Thursday, mostly clear. Highs around 60, lows around 40. Oh, all, every day. Lo- yeah, uh, high of 60, low of 40. He's right. not sitting well, in a chair. That's why I should say it. Yeah. Morning, Kevin. Yes, good morning. Sorry. Morning, Kirk. Sorry. Good morning. Yeah, he's not <laughs> sitting in a chair, folks. He's sitting on a magic carpet yes, right now. Yes, that's right. Waiting to be... Uh, yeah. Shot out of here like a cannon. Yeah. I, hey, I, I understand it, man. It's, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's that time of year, bro. It is. It's that time of year. It's, you know, we start getting in the rut in some places and, and certainly uh, on the ed- edge of it in a lot of places and about ready to bust open. Yes. Yeah. And, I mean, I, oh, it's. It's killing me. It's there, you know, and I, I think I'd like to quit my job. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Run away we, from we, home, we get a camper. You know what? I, every <laughs> every time this time of year, it's like, okay, can we just take the next six weeks off? I know. And I get the phone call this week and going, what are you doing? We're going to the woods. I'm going, I got to work. And they go, well, what else is going on? I said, I got other stuff I got to do. I click. I said, yeah. And they're like, what? And I, I, thought, I thought to myself, you know, when we go up to Kentucky to go deer hunting, mm-hmm. you'll go up to those little mom and pop stores and it'll go closed. Hunting season. Hunting season. <laughs> I'm thinking, gosh, that's what I'd love to do. Just go. Yeah. close for three weeks, be back in three weeks. Yeah. Know? Hey, that's the way it goes. Sure. Yep. You know, you got, oh, yeah. you got to make the donuts so you can eat them. Yep. That's right. Priorities. You yep. know, got to get the priorities in line. I know, uh, my, my deal's coming up on the 30th and I'm going to hit the road with Uncle Larry and we're going to go have some fun in the mountains. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm taking, uh, you know, <clears throat> Colt's going to get a really bad, Case of the flu on, yeah, on so Tuesday. Yeah, to Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, 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 he's 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 looking kind of peaking right now. You know, there you I, go. I, I think on Tuesday I need to put him on a plane and yeah, mosquitoes. Get, yeah, I actually yeah. had a had a chance to get out this week and uh, and before I get to the stories mm-hmm. uh, from this week, uh, wanted to send a big thank you out to our uh, staff biologist Scotty Brown for being our guest last week. You yes. know, I learned a lot last week about uh, largemouth bass that I t- truthfully I didn't know. Sure. Yeah. You know, and, and Scotty, you know, he's, gosh, he's one of our best friends. You know, he's part of our little group, I guess you could say. Our, our clique. And, you know, we, <laughs> yeah, our clique. And, uh, you know, we, we, we talk about fish and we talk about deer. Right. You know, but we never really kind of, you know, put them under the light and said, all right, Scotty, what's the deal on largemouth yeah. bass? Well, it's kind of like talking to Dr. Grant Woods. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, when, when you're talking deer. I mean, how much do you learn every time you, we we have him on the air? It's a bunch. Like, yeah, you know, a bunch. But wow, we, really? we, but we've just never, right? You know, we all bass fish, mm-hmm. but we all don't 
I guess you could we, say, are not consumed by it because, you know, we saltwater fish a lot. Right. You know, we're more consumed with saltwater fish than we are largemouth bass. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we all grew up with the largemouth bass as our number one target. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was nice to kind of to get an understanding of all the, the different species of largemouth bass and the growth rates. And from a biologist standpoint, okay, you know, what's what bass has what characteristics. I think thought that, thought that was really cool. It was. Yeah. And I actually got a chance to meet uh, me and Scotty Brown bow hunted this week on my place. Uh-huh. And uh, I got a, a, an interesting story about an opportunity I had. But here's the funniest story of all. Kirk, you were talking about your son was, was up in the woods the same day that I was and had a pretty good storm come in. Yep. It just, he said it just poured down rain by buckets. And, ha- and how often do you hear a couple weeks ago? We right. talked about technology and cell phones and apps and stuff. And, you know, you get wind direction and weather reports mm-hmm. and radars and all that kind of stuff. Well, I meet with my neighbors thursday which is not a surprise yeah you know my neighbor's been there for 40 something years 50 years 55 56 56 years they've been there wow. wow and i'm watching the local newscast and it's showing okay radar is showing something's coming in and it's about 6 p.m coming in and this where the news is coming from which is a good good piece west of where i am right and so i'm like you know i'm good you know i got a probably an hour and a half leeway because by the time it hits there i got plenty of time mm-hmm. right so I said, all right, we're you know, going to hunt. And I go to the stand that afternoon, and Scotty was had gotten there by then, and I dropped him off to go to a stand, and I go to a stand. And as I get to my stand, I could hear some rumbling. Yeah, off in the distance. Way off. Yeah. You know, I'm like, you know, all right. Yeah. You know, it might be just a little cell. So I get in the stand, you know, get all my stuff, you know, put away. I know this is going downhill already. Yeah, yeah, this is not looking little. good. Yeah, get, get all my stuff put on, you know, and I clip my, my my arrow on the string and got my release on my wrist. And just when I did that, a couple of raindrops came. And I said, you know, I got the phone. I better just pull up the radar real quick. Mm-hmm. And I got one of those little apps called Radar Now. Right. It gives you bang radar right where you are. And I pulled that joker up. Big Bill put it on my phone. And, uh. It's red. But yeah, you need to get that gun. Yeah. And so I get, I, I pull There's this thing up, up and it, <laughs> it's not green. Uh-huh. It's not yellow. It's red and it's big. Uh-oh. Uh, brutal. And I said, uh-oh. I got to get out. Yeah. So I'm, I'm up scrambling now. Right. And I mean, it, 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 it's like dark burgundy. So I'm putting all my stuff back in the bag, you know, and I get down and, and I'm walking back, you know, to the golf cart and then I'm about halfway there and I start picking it up. Yeah, you know, I start jogging because I mean it's it's I mean, coming. The, the 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 pine trees are starting to oh, look like this. No, forty mile, fifty mile an hour yeah. winds. Yeah, yeah, and they're they're laying over, you know, forty five degrees. <laughs> Some weatherman you are. I said <laughs> tornado. Oh man, yeah, that's what I was thinking, Kirk. Yeah. That's yep. exactly tornado. what I was thinking. So I got to the golf cart. <clears throat> now the rain's coming down. I put the windshield up and back it up and get on the road. And I'm and I mean I got the. The pedal to the floor, and, and I'm going to come now on. Now you got to pick Scotty up, right? I, I got to pick Scotty up. Right. He's hoping you're coming. He yeah. is praying that I'm coming. <laughs> right. And so I'm running down the road, and, and, and uh, this road, it comes up out of a little drain, and then it comes up, and then it makes a bend. So it's kind of a blind curve, and the wind is now, it's sideways. You know, I'm, yeah. It's coming from the southwest, and I'm sitting, I'm heading kind of northwest, and so I'm sitting in the passenger side trying to get out of the rain, but the rain's still blowing in sideways, even going full speed on a golf cart. And I come around a corner, and a dead pine tree had fallen down on the road. Oh, no. Oh, bummer. I felt like Evil Knievel. Ooh. Just went over it. (laughs) I I didn't have time to do anything. I had just enough time to barely touch the brake. Yeah, because you were on the the wrong side of the golf cart, too. Yeah. Did you have your seatbelt on? 
I, I needed to have a seatbelt. <laughs> and you, you know those cargo nets that go in the back of pickups to hold everything down? Yes. I needed to have one of them in the bed. To hold all your crap for from all going my, flying. You know, the bow and the bow case yeah. and, and my yeah. backpack. And anyway, I slowed down just enough to just not completely just wipe out the front end on the golf cart. But still got air. Mm-hmm. And then I keep going, and finally I come down to another place, and there's another tree down. Oh, Dad no. Gum. And, I mean, it was, uh, you know, the, the base of the tree was probably... You know, 14, 15 inches in diameter, Dang, and it fell across the road to where I could go around the branches side of it and right. go through that one, and then pull up there to where Scotty's at. Now I'm now I'm like hydroplaning. Wow, I mean it's it's yeah. that bad. Wow, and get him on a golf cart, and then we head back to camp, and when we, on the way back to camp, there's another tree down. Oh, I had to drive around that one, but I mean, holy cow! Thank goodness uh, that you know those little apps like that when we, when we talked about it, and folks use them. Yeah. You know, and we should have taken a look before we even went, you know, but we just, you know, we're dying to go hunt. Oh, yeah. And power went out for a couple hours. Oh, I mean, no. So you and Scotty Brown in the dark. Oh, well, yeah. There was all kind of <laughs> tornadoes that ripped through that, spooky. that part of Georgia that, that touched down. There was a couple of tornadoes that did some damage up there. Oh, yeah. I was, it watching, was, on the I was watching the baseball game and, man, they, it was, uh, it was, it was, it was like, sporty. It, yeah, it was, it was not pretty. Yeah. We needed the rain now, but it's, I agree, man. You got to be still careful in that kind of conditions. You know, you can get hurt. Yeah. When it starts showing burgundy on the radar, time to move. And so reinforce it again. I mean, if you got these smartphones now that are just so good nowadays, use them. You know, don't be like me and not bother to check it before you go out because man, you never know what could happen. Scotty said he got up in the stand and he's back in a, in a pine plantation where he can't really see the sky. Yeah. You know, so, it, and he didn't, he's got a phone provider that doesn't have service where he's at. So he didn't have the ability to check anything like I did. Right. And he said when the mm. tree next to him was trying to, trying to touch him, uh, then he said, uh oh. Not good. Yeah. Doing the bob and weave. Yeah. yeah. That was, that was pretty scary now. Yep. Wow. That's, that's a, that's a bad situation right there. Well, I know Kyle, my son was, was in South Georgia hunting and he said that the rain came down so hard you couldn't see 30 yards he said it's just like like <laughs> he's huge sitting up there he said you know 24 year old the heck he just you know i said do you have your rain suit on no he said dad i'm i'm, I'm not gonna melt i'm not that sweet i'm like okay whatever you yeah know. whatever because i got a rain suit you know oh, it, 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 the temperature dropped big time oh well, yeah. i mean big time it went from you know high 70s down to I'd say high 50s, mm-hmm. you know, Wow! within half an hour. I mean, it, it got cool quick. Man, it was so nice. But you know what? I was just sitting there smiling, you know, because the food plots that planted, you know, two weeks prior to that. Oh, yeah. You know, got its second rain. And I'm just going, oh, yeah. You know. Yep. Oh, it was a wonderful thing. And it was a, it was a great week because of that. You know, that was the best part of it was that, you know, planted and then about a week after planning happened had about a three-day rain that that was just you know slow steady rain which is you know when you plant that's the perfect rain because you don't get a lot of runoff and the seed doesn't dislocate right or, or relocate whatever you want to call it and then to have a and then it kind of sprouts and it's up and establish the roots a little bit and then you get a nice quick downpour on top of that you're good oh man it's golden yeah it's golden fired up too yeah absolutely and and, uh, and you said you got some some good pictures this week. I did. Yeah. I did, and, and I'm going to have to go get my laptop show uh, oh, yeah. a couple of these deer here. Yeah, I uh, want to see them. 
Yeah, trail cameras are just so fun. Oh, yeah. Trail cameras are the best. We talk about that all the time. <laughs> only thing I don't like about our trail cameras right now is we seem to be having an overpopulation of uh, Yogi oh, and Boo Boos. Oh, man, they love trail cameras. Oh, my gosh. We got one. Are they eating We're, them? No, we got one where he actually comes up and it's a young bear. It looks like he probably weighs about 250 pounds. Just guessing. That's not a young bear. Yeah, I was you know, say, but it's real gangly. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Long arms, little body. Big, uh, little head, big ears. Uh, a little, he, uh, where you're, just to let people know Kirk, where Kirk is at, the Okefenokee Swamp is in South Georgia, and the Okefenokee Swamp is, I guess, about 400 and something thousand acres, and that's just the part of the swamp that's actually under federal land. Right. And Kirk hunts kind of pretty close to that. Well, this, there was a fire that started in the Okefenokee Swamp, and it doesn't get a lot of press coverage because of the fact that it's in a swamp and, you know, there's not houses getting burned and such. Right. But the Okefenokee Fire, which is called the Honey Prairie Fire, started in April, and it has burned up to this point about 309,000 acres yep. in the swamp and on the perimeter of the swamp on private forest land. That's right. Uh, in fact, I uh, talked with a guy by the name of Joe Hopkins, who is the incoming president of Forest Landowners, was at one of their meetings on Tuesday, and he has a uh, company called Toledo Corporation, which owns a lot of that land to the east side of the swamp, and he said about 2,500 to 3,000 acres of that fire got out into his timberland. Mm. Uh, so just to give folks an idea of where you're at, that fire burned a tremendous amount of land in the swamp, and what all the people around the swamp are experiencing is what that fire that went through the swamp, it has pushed a lot of the bears that live in the Okefenokee Swamp out to the edges and, and outside of the swamp right. to get vegetation that hasn't been burned up and to stay away from that fire. Well, and particularly, too, we've had a severe drought, and, and Swanee River's way down, so it, it gives them a lot of ability to traverse from that particular area downstream because there's no water in it. It's just like a big beach. And it's really, really easy access for them to move downstream. And, and we've got two of them. We got a young bear, Ugh. you know, and it's just, it's so funny. The bear actually walks up to the game camera, puts it, you can see where it almost puts its paws on there and it's looking at it like, <laughs> like looking in a window. A it's, a, it's a hilarious yeah. looking picture. It's like, that's funny as crap, you know, but, yeah. uh, anyway, you well, just, you know, there, there's a lot of bears around the Okefenokee swamp. We got a lot of bears in here in Florida. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. You know, our state is just like somewhat like New Jersey in that. The people that make the decisions at the game fish department made some really bad decisions. We don't have a bear season now in the state of Florida. No. no. I don't get that. And no. we got plenty of boo-boos around here. The news hey, has been the... full of them lately. All right, more bears. Uh, bow uh, hunting stories. Swing and a miss. A bow hunting story. Well, kind of swing and a miss. Uh-oh. I had one. Yeah, Kevin had one, hey, too. So That's good stuff. You're flinging carbon. Yep. The highs and lows of bow hunting yep. right after this on the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. Connections. That's what life is really all about. I'm Major Harding, president of Hunt Life. At HuntLife.com, we've created a place for you to connect with those who share your passion for the hunting experience. With a free HuntLife.com membership, you'll be able to swap stories, information, and insight with hunters from all over the world. You'll find useful information on equipment, outfitters, and all the regs and red tape for your neck of the woods. At HuntLife.com, you can even keep a journal of your hunt straight from your mobile device and upload pictures of your latest and greatest hunting experiences. You can even flip on the radio and hear the latest episode of the Hunt Life Outdoor Show while you browse through all the great stuff we've got in the Hunt Life shop. Hats, shirts, decals, and more. Become a member. It's fast, easy, and absolutely free. And join the online fraternity of hunters 
Connect with us at HuntLife.com. America's number one camo pattern just got better. All new breakup infinity from Mossy Oak. Six layers of detail give it great depth of field. Twelve years of research give it unequal, effective design. Together, they break up Hunter's outline like never before. Check it out in stores or online at mossyoak.com. Break up infinity for Mossy Oak. It's not a passion, it's an obsession. There was the explosion, and I remember just opening my eyes, and it got both of my legs. I had surgery after surgery, and what's going to happen next? The Wounded Warrior Project said, look, brother, everything's going to be okay. Three months from now, four months from now, a year from now, you'll be fine. I don't know if I would be as well adjusted as I am now if it wasn't for them. To learn more, call 1-877-832-6997 or visit WoundedWarriorProject.org. And now, back to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. And we're back with the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. I'm Jeff Lagerman, and it's a full house today. Everybody's here. It's getting close to the rut, so we will soon not all be here. <laughs> and uh, that's just kind of the way it works. Uh, I had a great experience on Thursday morning uh, this week, and... and uh, you know, all the food plots are done, kind of the hard work is done, you know, in preparations for deer season on my place. And I'm really looking forward to kind of, you know, putting the equipment away and really enjoying, yep. you know, the, the hard sure. work that you put in and, and that everybody else puts in because it's not a, a one-man operation. You know, you got your, your boys that uh, that hunt with you and they all kind of chip in. And, and this summer, I don't know if you guys remember me talking about how in the summer heat we were putting in a stand that required two machetes, a pole saw, and four guys. Right. Yeah. Sure. And uh great stand, and, and so I said, you know, I'm going to go hunt that one and, and climb up in the stand. And, and, you know, sitting there, everybody wants to know what you're seeing, so I'm getting texts every now and again. And, and my buddy Scott, who we all know, Parker, who's a potato farmer, and he's the one to help me plant, and he wanted to know with with a text question, you know, how the food plots look. And I didn't really see them except for at night when I pulled in. And I replied back at 8.53, and I you know, remembered the exact time. It said, looking good, you mm-hmm. know, a good slow rain over the course of three days really helped. Put my phone away and and sitting there and hadn't seen a thing yet. You know, it was one of them mornings where it was just gorgeous. You yeah. know, wind was perfect. Uh, fairly cool in the morning. All of a sudden, I saw a body. I said, ooh, that's a deer. And I said, that's not a deer. That's a big deer. And yeah. put the binocs up, and it's a really nice eight point. Oh, sweet. Really nice eight point. And he's, you know, ballpark 50 yards away, something like that was my guess. Nice. And so he kind of came through and, and cleared, and I got my range finder around my neck, too, and I, and I put the range finder on 46 yards. Oof. And I said, that's, you know, too far for me to shoot. But, yeah. but you know, that's cool, you know. Yeah. Seeing a buck, you know, here Dang it is, right, 9 o'clock, you there's, know. There's a lot of things in your way. In, in the south this time of year, leaves. You know, there's 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 just so many obstacles for 46 yards to have an open shot. It's, right. It's almost impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, everything's yeah. green still where yeah. we are. Yeah. And so I said, you know, that's really cool, and I'm fired up. I just want to watch him now, you know. And, and I, when I looked at him, I said, you know, is he a shooter? That's the first thing that kind of popped into my mind. And I, I looked at him again, and I said, you know, for a bow, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. That's a trophy right there. Yeah, my standards for a bow are much lower i don't say much are lower than they are for a sure. gun i mean a, a yep. gun you know hey look you know what you see is what you can get and That's so right. you know you you have a tendency to be a little bit more selective you know you want to shoot a real nice big mature buck and this one clearly was i mean had pot belly 
uh, big antlers, long tines, and I said, all right, he's, he needs to go. He's, he's, he's black hawk yep, down. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if I get an opportunity, gonna take it. Yep. So he fed, he came out from out in front right and just popped out and then he was just feeding around. You know, it's an area that's kind of an old beaver pond and there's some stuff growing in there because it's so dry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's feeding around on that and there's a lot of acorns in there. He's eating acorns and he's just milling around and finally goes to my left and kind of disappears in a lot of thick stuff. And I said, well, he's probably just going to keep going, you know, no opportunity. And then I said, you never know, maybe he'll work his way back. Right. And sure enough, he kind of turned around and was coming back. And I said, well, that's really cool. I said, well, I'm ready. <laughs> still too far, but I'm ready. And I said, yeah. you know, here it is, you know, a little before the rut and it's not even a pre-rut yet. Let me try my grunt tube. Mm-hmm. So I had to dig in my bag, got out my grunt tube, put my binox on him and, and put the grunt tube up the mouth. Just went, and jerked his head up. Yeah, and looked. Maybe three seconds. Put his head back down and went to feeding. I said, all right, let me try it again. Put his head up, and this time he kind of stared for about 15 seconds. Put his head back down and went back to feeding. And I said, well, I got his attention. I said, you know, so I waited a few minutes. And this time I took the grunt tube and turned it the other way. Turned it kind of over my right shoulder away from him. And this time he jerked his head up and just stared. And stared and stared and stared. And I'm holding my, my binocs up just going, <laughs> don't move. Don't move the glasses. Right. Yeah. Don't move the glasses. I'm just sitting there looking at them. Head went down and started walking. Right to you. Put the grunt tube away. Put the binocs down. Nice. Got my release. I said, he's coming. Mm. Now I'm just, and I'm not, I'm not shaking. Mm-hmm. Heart's racing a little bit. Yeah, but heart's racing a little bit. Yeah. But I'm, I'm cool because, I mean, I got, I got a chance to see this thing for a while. Right. So I had a chance to kind of. Calm Relax. down a little bit. You sure. know, I think most yeah. people, when you bow hunt, you want to have two things happen. One, he's there, and you don't have a chance to get nervous and excited, right. or or to sit there and stare at him for a while and and to calm down. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, got the release clipped on, got positioned, starts walking at me, and he's quartering towards. No shot, no shot. And then he gets out in front about twenty two, twenty three yards, and Ooh. and turns to the right. Sweet. And I'm like, all right, as soon as he gets to that little opening right there, I'm going to stop him. And he gets that opening. Meh. He stopped. Oh, sweet. Vitals all covered. Ah. Bro. I ain't punching it through all that. Uh, did you draw? Oh, I was already at full draw okay, before you're... I even did that. Okay. Okay. And so. So you're now, hanging on. Uh, yeah. And, and I, uh-huh. and I shoot with my thumb behind my neck so I can hold it pretty good. Right. And he just sat there and stared right in my direction. And I just held it. And he took a few more steps and got behind a tree, and his head was blocking to where he couldn't see me now. Mm-hmm. So then I kind of shimmied around, and I said, there's a hole to the right side of that tree. And I said, when he gets that, I said, that's my last opportunity, because then it gets real thick on my right. I said, when he steps out in that open, I said, it, it's time. Chili wop time. He steps out, and I was already focused in on that spot and let it go. And he dropped. I said, spine him. Get another arrow just in case. Grabbed another arrow. And as I grab another arrow and look up, he gets up and starts running dead away. And I could see it. And I went, oh, I hope it's good enough. But the arrow was high. Yeah. And it wasn't in very deep. And then just watched him run away. And I sat and standing for over an hour, never got down, mm. and just sat there and, and looked and got down, looked for blood, found blood a few minutes later, but it was just a drip, drip kind. Kick, yeah. Kicked the arrow out. and it, And if something kicks out, an expandable broadhead, it's not deep. No. Right? It's not deep. If it's just laying there and it's all in one piece, he's probably going to be fine. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And so. Uh, but he's going to be in the next county. 
<laughs> he, he, he might be. And yeah. so, so, you know, I, I didn't want to push it, so I went and got lunch, came back with a friend of mine, and we looked and we picked it up and followed it. You know, I didn't want to push him. Right. And it was clear then, though, that it was just, it was high. Yeah. Uh, it hit around the spine, and the shock of it just kind of dropped him. And mm-hmm. guarantee you that within the next couple of weeks, we'll get him on camera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, not going to make it. But that's, you know, that's. That was so fun. Yeah, yeah. It's nice to get to pull that boat I back, know. man. I just, you know, I, even when you're in a stand and you can't take the shot with a boat and you get them in close and you get to see them, to me, that's just so exciting. Yep. Even if you don't get that opportunity to pull back, just being able to, to feel that everything that you did came together, all your, you know, scent detoxification or whatever you've done to clean up your, yourself and your clothes and all your equipment and, you know, it's very difficult with a bow. It's not like you said with a rifle where you can reach out and touch them at 300 yards. With a bow, man, everything's got to come together, like you said, Kevin. I mean, you got to yeah. have the release in the right spot. It's a challenge. It is. It I, really it's is. It's a challenge. I, I mean, I don't know about you guys. I use the bino system on my binoculars, and my loopholes are really small, and I wear them on the front of my chest, and I always worry when I draw back on the bow whether they're going to get in the way or not. And mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten, they're they're not a factor in that. But you think about that, and all that stuff's got to be just right. On top of that, your harness has got to be set up just right with your uh, with your hook up on the tree. Because yep. if, if it's not, and you go to turn, yeah, and you it's can't turn. Listen, I, I, away. I had one just the opposite, not the opposite, but I had something happen to me this week. First off, I was hunting here in our state, Florida. Okay, and 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 I hunt a little plantation. Um, it's 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 owned by. One of our big sponsors of, of our local radio show. And anyway, and George is my man. He takes care of the property and I always call George and say, George, I want to, you know, I want to come hunting. You know, he's like, come on, you know, and, and, and I don't, I don't go over there and shoot a buck. You know, I mean, that's, you know, I, I just take some of the does out mm-hmm. that, that they want to take out, which you're, which, you're a, a big help for herd management. Absolutely. You know, and when I'm bow hunting, I, dude, I don't care. No, okay? I, I don't either. I don't, I don't care. If I, if I have an opportunity to take it here anyway. I had helped George put up some stands, and this one particular stand I had helped him put up, and it was in it was in an oak swamp, you know. And and he said, "Dude, look, the, the, they're killing the acorns." Oh, the acorns are everywhere. He's like, "You, you just said, just go sit." So anyway, I go sit, and the moon was so bright. Um, this was on Thursday morning. It was unbelievable how bright it was. But moon went down, and I figured we'd have either you know probably a minor as as the as the moon went down, which was perfect. Sun started coming up and, and, and I hear a deer walking. I mean, it's absolutely positive a deer, you know, and it's coming from, from my, from my left and, and it's just dark enough to where I'm having, a, I had to hold my bow up to, to see my D loop right. to get my release in it, you know, because I couldn't look down, you know, because it was still just too dark, but it was, it was, it was light enough to shoot. But still, it was just that gray light. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you're a left-handed shooter, too. Jeff, th- yeah, I'm left-handed. She's coming from my left. This doe walks in. Big doe. You know, 100-pound doe. Here, that's a big doe. That's a big doe. Okay. Walks in. and I'm in a 15-foot ladder stand. Walks up to the stand. Walks up to the stand. <laughs> walks in. She's, she's, she's under. I mean, literally. She spit on her. She's No, I could have spit over her. <laughs> it was. I was in. And I'm going. I'm, there's no way I can shoot. Yeah, there's I nothing I can do. She's right there. She's dead underneath me, and I'm, I'm laughing. I'm going, you got to be kidding me. And here's the, here's the deal about that, which, I again, I don't know why this happens. All of my descended stuff was up in Georgia mm-hmm. at my property. I didn't expect to hunt this week. And so I had a long sleeve camo shirt on and, and camo pants on that had been in my closet and all of my, you know, nice clothing 
for since last winter, okay? I can smell detergent on myself. Oh, my goodness. Okay? The deer never smelled me. Mm-hmm. Never smelled She <laughs> She's sitting there, and she's looking around. I'm going, you have got to be kidding me. I'm only 15 feet up. She's right below me. I start, usually I'll start chuckling. I'll go, they I, have no I, idea I was, I'm and, up and, here. And, and she had no, <laughs> she had no idea that I was, I could have jumped on her. Okay, anyway, the deer goes back and, and goes around the tree. I never get a shot at her. She's with, within, well, I don't even know how many, that's not even a foot, okay? So I'm laughing, and, and the trail that I had figured the deer were coming on, 10 minutes later, I see a, a, a little yearling come out, and I thought, oh, she's not by herself, mm-hmm. you know? But, and I'm mm-hmm. not, not going to, you know, I said, she's got to have a big doe. Well, the interesting thing was is that there was a big scrape right there, and, and the, the, the yearling went right to that scrape. Sniffed around, you know, like really interested in it. Well, then kept and then fed on out and, and was feeding on the acorns. Well, I keep looking, keep looking. Sure enough, here comes the doe, you know, and I'm going, oh, that's, that's, that's the one I want right mm-hmm. there. Perfect, you know, coming. And she went, same exact thing. She went straight to that scrape. And man, let me tell you, she, she went on full alert. I have the wind in my face. She's not smelling me. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that yearling went straight to it too. So obviously there was a buck. There within the last couple hours that had left some scent. You know what I mean? So now she, I'm telling you, she is on full alert. The yearling feeds out in front of me at 20 yards. Perfect. You know what I'm thinking? Come on. Just, just do that. Just, just do that. Just, just feed right. You know, man, she's got the nose in the air and she, well, anyway, she does it. She, and she, she, she eases into the woods to my right. She comes off the trail and it's, but I have, I have, an opening. It's, it's, you know, you're in, okay, man, I have an opening right there. And it actually turned out to be perfect because I'm left-handed. She's feeding over my right shoulder. What wasn't feeding, but she kept easing, you know, and she would do the foot stomp thing mm-hmm. and take a step foot stomp thing. But she, she never looked at me and she got her head behind the tree and I drew and, and it was perfectly quiet, you know, and, and she stepped out and I just flip and let it ride. And I, I mean, I could see the arrow just, I mean, just, it was perfect. And she bails off in the palmettos, and then all I hear is ch 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 through water. Oh, and I went, oh no, that's brutal. That's not good, you yeah. know. But anyway, so get, I, I get down, and 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 you know, she still had the arrow in her. I saw her; it was halfway through. I mean, it was deep in there. And 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 I get down, I get my stuff, and I, and I go get George, you know. And I'm, I'm like, dude, you know, I, I shot a big doe, and. And uh, he's like, she didn't run off in the swamp, did she? <laughs> and I went, yeah. yeah. And he goes, oh, no. And and also that property is tidal, as in it it, it it's, it's borders the St. Mary's River. So mm. the tide was up. Mm. You know, so anyway, we, we go through the first palmetto patch, and there is blood everywhere. I mean, every palmetto is covered i mean it wasn't like you had to do anything you mm-hmm. just walked yeah and and when we got to the water there was that you know that tall saw grass and it kind of sparse and, and i mean you literally you could see the blood on it but you had to turn each mm-hmm. and we went in there for almost two hours and never could find her Swamps. and it's just it was just you know and not only that but it was 70 degrees and there's snakes in there that you know so oh, you're yeah. so you're half watching for snakes and half trailing deer uh Man, I mean, you know, it, it was just just the highs and lows of what we talked oh, about yeah. with bow hunting. You know, I mean, gosh darn it, everything came together, and you know, felt like I made a great shot. And hey, that's you that's, know, that's kind of you know when when people talk about hunting in the Midwest. I mean, in out especially out west. I mean, you shoot an animal, you're gonna find it. Oh yeah, yeah. 
you know, here in the southeast, you know, Alabama, like Georgia, South it Carolina, North Carolina, uh, you better hope that they don't get into those swampy areas because you just you won't find it. Yeah, it'll be gator bait. Yeah, absolutely. That's the way it is sometimes. All right, yep. folks, you're listening to the Hot Life Outdoor Show. With me, Jeff Logman, Kevin Favor, Kirk Waltz. Short break. We'll be back. You can tell a lot about a person just by looking at them. What they wear speaks volumes as to who they are and where they stand on a number of things, from their favorite team or the place they like to eat to what they really believe in. I'm Major Harding, president of Hunt Life. When you see someone wearing a Hunt Life shirt or hat, you'll know some things about them right away. You'll know they're passionate about the outdoors. You'll know they invest time and energy and funds into preserving and protecting wildlife because they care about it. You'll know that they enjoy sharing the hunting experience with everyone they can. And you'll know that, for them, hunting isn't a hobby. It's a way of life. If you're a hunter, it's time you told the world what kind of person you are. Visit HuntLife.com and browse the hunt shop for hats and shirts and decals and more. And while you're there, become a member. It's fast, easy, and absolutely free. And you'll connect with a world of people who share your feelings about hunting. Take aim with Hunt Life. Since the first days at Mossy Oak, we've been about getting close to critters. That's what drove us to create Original Breakup more than 12 years ago. Today we're doing it again with all-new Breakup Infinity. Six layers of detail give it great depth of field. Twelve years of research give it unequaled, effective design. Hey, check it out in stores or online at mossyoak.com. Breakup Infinity from Mossy Oak, America's number one camel pattern, just got better. Let fish and wildlife biologist Scotty Brown's 25 years of experience work for your property with Southern Sportsman Aquatics and Land Management. They help landowners on developing and managing properties where recreational fishing and or hunting is the priority. Their lake management services include fish population sampling, electrofishing, water analysis, vegetation establishment or reduction, lake design or renovation, and long-term management strategies for your water body's future. Southern Sportsman Aquatics and Land Management installs and repairs aeration systems, fountains, fish and game feeders, and their own design, Forever Tree Fish Attractors. They're experts in keeping small public water bodies and retention ponds in housing developments and golf courses working properly. So if you're looking to improve your property's aquatic resources, call Scotty Brown at Southern Sportsman Aquatics and Land Management at 214-383-3223. That's 214-383-3223. I've been a member of the Federation for 18 years. The Federation stands for good stewardship of the resources and preserving our hunting heritage through those efforts, I want my kids to be able to enjoy the same privilege that I have. My father joined the Federation for me, and I've done the same for my children. Jakes, women in the outdoors, and wheeling sportsmen, they want to be the best conservation organization in the world. And now, back to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. And welcome back to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show, and we're Talked a little bow hunting stories, the sure. highs and lows of bow hunting, and and you know the the great thing about bow hunting is is that I think every time you go out you learn something and you, and you try to get better. You know, and, and my experience with that eight point was this weekend from talking to Scott Parker, uh, who has way more experiences with a bow and arrow than I do. Right. You know, I mean, played football forever. I didn't bow hunt until <laughs> recently, and then you know, typically I like my guns, and so when it gets to gun season, I put the bow away. Right. And he said, look, he said. 
there's no way that that listening to your story, he said, there's no way that your arrow didn't hit something on the way to that animal. And he said, the animal doesn't have enough time to drop, for one. And he said, if you hit that animal in that location, he says, that arrow should have blown through. Right, exactly. And so he thinks that I hit something on the way that I didn't see because I was so focused on the pin and thought it was completely open. He said, it sounds like you hit something on the way, it deflects up, lost its energy. And he said, because... His experience is with the Rage, and that's what I had on. Right. I, I shoot two broadheads, either the Schwacker or the Rage, and I had a Rage on. He said, you can't pull them out. Right. He's, you can sit there and, and you know. That's a good point, yeah. And he said, and, and because the deer pushed it out, he said, that tells me it had no energy when it hit that animal. Yeah. You know, so which is good. I mean, heck, I did you know. I, I did find my arrow. Did and, you? and the broadhead was broke off, and, and the knock was gone. And it was completely Oh yeah. Blood. Well, yours. yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, it was. I mean, it was ugly. But uh, you guys are lucky. I haven't even, I haven't let one fly yet. Oh, you haven't been much. No, I haven't. I think I've been, I've had four sits total. Oh, so I wow. haven't been much at all. But uh, yeah, that's going to change. Here it's going to change soon. real yeah. soon. Here, I'm putting in my my dues right now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think everybody's like that. You know, I mean, holy cow, wouldn't we all like to be? You know, like the. You know, the guys from Bone Collectors and the guys from Mossy Oak and Lee and Tiffany, where we, hey, you're in the woods every day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, hey, the reality of it is, is that, you know, we're like most people. Yeah, that's right. You know, well, we've, we've got to work our hind ends off and then find days that we can go. You pick and choose, you know, yeah. and, and I've got a lot, of, I've had a lot of honeydews lately. Yeah. And, I mean, I didn't, I didn't go last weekend. You know, I mean, to, to, to our property up in Georgia, I mean, I, I haven't, I haven't been up there in two weeks, you know, simply for the fact that it working and, and, and everything else just happened to slip out, you know, one day this week, which was, which was cool, mm-hmm. you know. The only problem I have. But is, that's getting ready to change for the next three weeks, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> is, is that I have a standing bet with, with Captain Larry. Minier, oh, yeah. And, and it's the Ruth Chris dinner bet. And uh, unfortunately for me, he's going this afternoon, and uh, all he's been saying is the last three days, oh, I'm sorry you can't go, but mm, that, that, that thing's going to taste really good. <laughs> so it's for the first bow kill? It's first bow kill, uh-huh. buck or doe, you know. Oh, yeah. You know, and I'm like, you know, and he's won the last three years going. I mean, I won one year. He won the first year. I won the second year. And then it's been. It's been downhill. It's, it's been, been all been, oh, yeah. oh, I mean, last year, you know, we went to Kentucky and he shot that 10 point. And of course, I got a buck the next day, but it's like, well, you still lost. Yeah, that's next right. They don't if, count. If, if, if it's you a know? day, it's a day. <laughs> you lost. Yeah, yeah. And then when he went to Wyoming for that three weeks, he's yeah, like, I got you, help. he's like, that, those, that doesn't count. He said, I got to be in town to be able to make it count. Okay. So I said, that's fair, you know. He was so happy he got an elk. He didn't care about no, steak no. dinner anyway. No, he's got his own steak. So long. But yeah. if I if I if he shoots one this weekend, I think I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna be unhappy. Yeah, you uh, Kevin, you're going to Nebraska next week. Yes, and uh, you're going with uh, our good friend Jason Ed- Jason Edney. Yep, E D N E Y Fur and Feather Outfitters mm-hmm. in Maxwell, Nebraska. Maxwell, Nebraska. And uh, they've had they've had w- one one group. Two weeks ago mm-hmm. of hunters, and that's it. That's it. That's it. Wow. Low. He, yeah, he was actually in because you know he has place in North Carolina too. You know that obviously. Yeah. Uh, but he was there harvesting, and then and then went back out this this just this week. Um. So I think we're, we'll be the first group back in on on coming this week. Now he he has ground and Nebraska's interesting and for folks that uh, 
always want to talk about, you know, Illinois and Kansas and Iowa and Nebraska is if you want to shoot a 140s and up, yeah. uh, probably your best chances lie in the state of Nebraska. Yeah. I mean, they've got a lot of deer, especially right. along that North Platte River, which runs pretty much from east to west almost across the entire state. And the density of deer along that river bottom are phenomenal. Well, this this is, you know, I'm a, I don't know, what, what self-do-it guy. I mean, seriously, I have my own property. I plant my own food plots. I do my own stands. I do, you know, I have my own $1 tractor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, it, it's... For me to go and, and do something like this is the first time. I mean, now you and I did a, a little thing in Alabama yeah. with, with a bunch of guys, um, mm-hmm. you know, in, which which was cool. But for me to go to an, an outfitter and, and and I'm taking my son. I mean, and, and this was really a promise to him. I mean, obviously I'm reaping the benefits of this. But you know, and I, and I kept telling him for two years, you know, keep practicing with your bow. Keep practicing. I've told him this for two years. I mean, we've been planning on this for two years. So this is, I, I will be able to see, kind of see the other side of it. Does mm-hmm. that make any sense? And, mm-hmm. and, and I'm, I'm, I'm interested to, to, to do the show, the, the radio show again after I hunt with an outfitter just to kind of get that perspective mm-hmm. because I've, I've really, you know, it's not even, even when I go to Kansas, you know, Kevin and I, you know, it's, it's Kevin's property, but dude, we're always moving stands and, you know, strategizing. You, you know what I'm saying? With this, it's, Somebody's going to tell you, okay, the stand's there. This yep. is where you go. You know, this is here, here's some pictures of the bucks we have. So I, I, I'll be really curious to see what it's like. Have you figured out which area you're going to? No. Because they have two? No. Okay. no. We'll, we'll talk about the yep. different areas in Nebraska that you can whitetail hunt at because, man, Jason Eddie at Fern Feather Outfitters. Should have had him on today. Holy cow, does he have a good setup. Yeah. And we'll talk about that right after this on the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. As a hunter, we all know that perfect morning. You wake up early before the sun, you have a cup of coffee, grab some snacks, and start towards your stand. You have waited for this morning all year. The wind's perfect, the temperature's just right, and the bucks are in full rut. You sit in the dark, straining your ears for any little noise. The sun finally starts to filter through the trees, then it happens. A doe comes by you on a fast trot. You immediately clip your release to your bow because you know he is coming. You hear a loud grunt and see antlers. It's a buck, a big buck. You stand up trying not to concentrate on the antlers. Your hands are shaking. You can't control the trembling in your knees. You draw the bow back, praying the buck continues down the trail. But as big bucks do, he turns. Your heart sinks. You have a decent shot, but not one you're comfortable with. You decide to let him go. Even though you're disappointed, you can't help but think just how cool that was. The folks at Hunt Life, they know how you feel. That's why they started Hunt Life, so we can share our outdoor experiences with each other. If you know this feeling, visit HuntLife.com. Because Hunt Life knows it's all about the outdoor experience. You want to get really close to critters this fall? Then you'll have to try all-new Breakup Infinity from Mossy Oak. Six layers of detail give it great depth of feel. Twelve years of research give it unequaled, effective design. Together, they represent the most dramatic, high-tech leap in the history of camo. Check it out in stores or online at mossyoak.com. Breakup Infinity from Mossy Oak, America's number one camel pattern just got better. We know the future of hunting depends on our nation's youth. But did you know that in many states, it's illegal for you to take your son or daughter hunting until the age of 12 or even older? As a result, we have fewer young hunters, and the Families of Field program is designed to eliminate those barriers. Hunting is safe, and the safest hunters of field are young people with adult mentors. Visit our website at familiesoffield.org to find out how you can bring more families afield. 
And now, back to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. John, before we went to the break there, we were talking about, Kevin, your trip that you're going to be going out to Nebraska with Fern Feather Outfitters in Maxwell, Nebraska. Yes. And the, the unique thing about Nebraska is is that they have sand hills, you know, and canyon yep. country, but they also have a very fertile river bottom, which is the North Platte River, which, folks, this is like the corn capital of America. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean just corn goes on forever. But uh, they also have some areas that have alfalfa and then the ground that Jason has leased up in the canyon country, which is nor- uh, south of the North Platte River Basin, there is so much alfalfa that you can't imagine. I mean, it's not even worth your time to plant food plots because the alfalfa <laughs> fields literally wrap along creek bottoms yeah. up in the canyon country that go for miles. And I'm talking they'll be 300 yards wide, yeah. 400 yards wide, and literally... Yeah. 18 miles long. Real quick, before we get out of here, I was we were looking at pictures of, of obviously, the bucks that they've killed on this piece of property. And, and I was sitting there with Colt on you know, FurnFeatherOutdoor.com. And, and it had this guy sitting there with a buck. And, and Colt's looking at it. He goes, Dad, look how far you can see. Oh, it's he's never seen anything like this. Oh. The only thing he's ever done is, is hunt the south. Oh, real quick, before we go off the air with this, a special thank you to Matt, who's 32 years old and lives in England. And always puts his uh, messages on the message boards. Just a new member uh, not too long ago. Huntlife.com. Pretty cool. Huntlife.com. Folks, you can check it out at huntlife.com. We also got a store, community page. You can share stories, etc. Facebook. We'll, We'll talk to everybody next week here on the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. Thank you for listening to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. Be sure to check out the very latest in the Hunt Life by logging on to HuntLife.com. The Hunt Life Outdoor Show is a product of Hunt Life Productions. Copyright 2011.